Hello and welcome to A Walk in the Woods podcast. It is our very first pilot episode and Evie and Diana are here as your hosts. I am Evie. I'm Dee. And again, welcome to A Walk in the Woods. Uh, this podcast is uh, basically getting started as we have been introduced to the podcast world by a good friend and he got us intrigued on starting our own show as we joined him on a couple of episodes of his podcast. So we are very excited to bring A Walk in the Woods to your listening pleasure. And hopefully you'll enjoy this these segments as much as we do. And today's pilot episode is going to be airing on Halloween. Happy Halloween 2023. And let's get started. So as we take a walk in the woods and we go down some paths, we are going to be stumbling across some interesting items and we can use those items to start our conversations so today's path has taken us to um you know some creepy little narrow walkways and we came across a hat and so as i was telling d you know this hat kind of reminds me of uh what happened what was it last week yes it was last week last week so this is evie speaking I was on a video chat with my boyfriend. It was about 11 p.m., maybe 11.30, and he was walking through his house, just letting the dogs out and, you know, something we did every night. And as he was blathering on about something and I was falling asleep, (laughs) I just so happened to notice somebody standing behind him. And it wasn't his kids. There's nobody else in the house. But I noticed somebody standing behind him wearing a hat, like a brimmed, brimmed hat. And he wouldn't stop talking. So I had to kind of say, hey, stop, stop. And he was like, what, what? And and Dee knows this about him. He, He wouldn't stop talking. It was about maybe 30 seconds, but it felt like forever. And this figure was just standing behind him. And he said, what? And I said, can you just walk backwards? And he's like, okay, you're starting to freak me out. <laughs> and I said, walk backwards. I, I just, he's like, what? I said, go back to the front door and just walk back into the room like you just did while you were talking. So he retraced his steps and, you know, I thought maybe there was a coat rack or something behind him that I never noticed there before, but he retraced his steps and I didn't see anything behind him again. And so I, I said to him, you know, There was somebody standing behind you wearing a brimmed hat. And this man freaked out. He sure did. (laughs) He was like, what? And then, of course, his daughter heard. And she said, Dad, I told you there were ghosts in this house. And he had been hearing. And, Dee, you have to understand. He had been hearing sounds in his house, knocking, shifting, shuffling, whispering get yourself a young priest and an old (laughs) exactly and so as he was walking around his house his son was sleeping on the second floor he says well now i gotta go check on him you know now i'm kind of scared for him so he went into his son's room and his son was sound asleep and you know he's he's like hey buddy you know you okay And and it looked like his son was having a nightmare so he woke his son up and his son was like dad i was having a nightmare of course, my boyfriend at this point was really freaking out, right? He didn't want to go down the stairs. I was like, I got you. I'll watch through your phone. Just, you know, change your camera view and I'll, I'll look and see if I see anything through the camera. 
So he shuffled his way back downstairs, <laughs> turning on the lights and then turning them back off. And I didn't see the figure again. And, you know, it, you know, so we just kept talking. Right. I was a little freaked out because I actually saw the figure. No discernible features or anything like a shadow figure just wearing a brimmed hat. And as we were talking, because now I'm freaked out, he's freaked out. His daughter's excited because there's ghosts, you know. And then my bed shook. So we are about an hour away from each other. <laughs> my entire bed shook like if there was something under the bed hitting the bed frame. And, and listeners, if you've ever experienced anything like that and you don't have any animals in the room, absolutely terrifying. So I said to him, my bed just shook. He's like, now you're really freaking me out. He's like, are, do you, are there any of the cats in there? One cat. There was one cat on my bed, sound asleep. The bed shaking didn't bother her, didn't interrupt her sleep at all. Now I'm really freaking out. And guess what? Now I have to go use the bathroom. <laughs> so <laughs> there was no way that I was going to put my feet off of that bed because I know Something was going to grab my ankles at that point. Scary cat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Scaredy cat is right. So we kept talking and I, I knew he was tired. He had to get up early the next morning. So against my better judgment, you know, I was like, why don't you go to bed? I'm fine. I wasn't fine, but I'm fine. <laughs> I'll be good. I'm okay. I'll just, you know, put on a TV show and, and, and fall asleep to the TV show. So nothing else happened. My bed didn't shake anymore, but I really still had to go to the bathroom. And I refused. So maybe about 10 minutes after I hung up with my boyfriend, a friend reached out to me, texted me and said, hey, are you up? And I'm like, yep, I'm up. Do you want to talk? <laughs> yes, please. So it's about midnight at this point. And there's a three-hour time difference. So I was thankful that my friend reached out. So we got on the phone and I started telling him what happened. You know, I saw this figure behind my boyfriend through the phone and then my bed shook and I'm freaking out right now and I, there's no way I'm going to sleep tonight, right? So he's trying to calm me down and, you know, he's he's like, oh, it's fine. You know, that is kind of creepy, but, you know, if nothing else has happened, then, you know, you should be good. And then about 15 minutes into the conversation with my friend, he stops and he's like, did you hear that? And I did. And it was like tapping sounds coming from his end of the phone. And he's like, I'm not making that sound. That's coming from my yard. Now, at this point, I've got goosebumps all over the place. My bladder is absolutely <laughs> going to explode because I still haven't gotten out of bed. And he's telling me how, oh my gosh, there's somebody in my yard, but it didn't activate my motion sensor lights. It didn't activate my camera, but I could clearly see something moving down there. And mind you, he lives in California because I'm thinking, okay, is it raining? He's like, it doesn't rain in California. <laughs> and so he's kind of freaking out now. He's like, you got me spooked. And I was like, well, are you going to go check it out? And he's like, hell no, I'm not going to go out there and check it out. Are you crazy? And then maybe two minutes later, his Alexa starts talking to him. He forgot he set an alarm to remind him of something. So he was upstairs on the second floor and Alexa was on the first floor. So all he heard was his name being called from the first floor. He actually jumped 
because he was so spooked. So the tapping sounds and the and the movement out in his yard lasted maybe maybe two minutes, and then Alexa went off again, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. And he was like, look, I'm done with this. You know, you got me all spooked. We talked for a few more minutes, and then we hung up. So that was my terrifying night a couple of weeks ago. And I just thought, you know, we've experienced a lot of supernatural activity, especially in my home. But I thought it was really interesting how... It happened within a two-hour time frame with two different people that I was speaking with and to me as well. But the common denominator was you. Common denominator was me, sure. But I haven't experienced anything in my home in a very long time. So it was surprising to me. I wasn't thinking of anything creepy like I normally do. I love horror movies. I wasn't thinking of anything spooky. I wasn't feeling spooked. My animals weren't spooked. Everything was calm. Everything was good until I saw that person standing behind my boyfriend. And so the funny, the funnier part is the next day, my boyfriend sends me articles that he didn't even know. And there was this big flood in the 70s in his town where hundreds of people died and the house that he lives in was one of the main streets that got flooded in the 70s. So he had been talking to a friend of his, telling him about the figure behind him and all of the activity that happens in his home. And that guy asked him, well, you know what happened in the 70s, late 70s with that flood that, you know, hundreds of people died. And he found the articles and sent them to me. And I instantly got goosebumps and was like, well, no wonder there was somebody with a brimmed hat standing behind you. I'm never going to your house again. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Definitely fair enough. So that hat just really reminded me of, of that story. And, you know, when I went to his house one time, I was laying in the bed and it felt like somebody was laid in the bed next to me and nobody was there. And I brushed it off like, okay, I'm being, you know, silly and paranoid. Paranoid. That's that's a good Good word. Um, but after last week and then the acknowledgement of this flood in the late 70s, I think it's safe to say that there's definitely something going on in that house. And I want no part of it. <laughs> I completely understand. What do you think? Oh, you can only chalk up so much to a coincidence. That's my thing. You know, you you really never know. Like I said, common denominator. It was you. And you've had things happen to you in the past. Not just last week. And I don't know. I believe that some people are just predisposed to be able to have those kind of experiences. Mm -hmm. And I mean... I'm glad it was you and not me. That's all I can say. I'm perfectly content not being that person that has the ability to see things and communicate because anything that I've ever experienced, you've been around. Hmm. So. You never experienced anything by yourself in your own home? I did. I, I did once. Um, all right. Spill it. That was... 
I was living with my fiance at the time. We had just moved into a house that we were renting. It was an old farmhouse. It was converted into um, two apartments. And I remember going into the bathroom while he was taking a shower. And I saw two kids running from the bathroom. Little kids, little boy, little girl. Could you see their features and everything? Were they clear? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was like they were, I would say, probably 60s toddlers, like just learning how to walk and blonde hair, long blonde hair, like a red dress for the little girl. Yeah, it was clear Ooh. as day. <laughs> okay. And I was just like, okay. That was the only time, only time that I ever experienced anything without... Without me being Without around. Without you being around. <laughs> you are the source. <laughs> but, yeah. So our listeners need to understand that when I made D, because I made D move closer to me. It was it was a necessity. She needed to be closer to me. So <laughs> I actually found her house for her as I was searching for homes for sale. And we went to go see the home. Oh, God! And so there I was that the home was built in the late 1800s, right? 1898? 1898? Yeah. It's it's really pretty. It's got the 1898 in the front of the house mm-hmm. up by the attic, right? Attic yeah. window? Yeah. And so, of course, you know, while Dee's in walking around with the realtor, <laughs> I'm walking room by room just taking a million pictures because you know this house is haunted. Now the house was furnished. It was it was nice. It was it was staged. I mean, I don't think it was staged. I think it was just still lived in or still furnished from, from the, the previous, previous owner. Yes. So there were picture frames of families and stuff still hanging on the walls and on on dressers and things like that. So I'm just walking around just taking pictures of everything that I can possibly take pictures of. Nothing crazy. I didn't experience anything. She didn't experience anything. There were creepy moments. I don't remember, remember. that doll? Oh, the doll. Where was that doll anyway? Wasn't it upstairs? No, it was in my living room, where my living room is now. Okay. In this little rocker. There was sitting a, there. That's right. A little doll in a rocker. That creepy little shit. <laughs> so, so... All the pictures, you know, she she really liked the house. I liked the house for her. It was only it was only a mile away from my home. So win-win, the price was right. You know, how can she get this home? We get back to my house and I start reviewing the pictures that I took. And I come across this picture that I took. It was in the dining room. Yes. The picture was in the dining room. And it was a picture of a picture. And the photo that I took a picture of was a man in a military mm-hmm. military uniform. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then I so happened to kind of notice something weird in the reflection of the picture that I took. And as I zoomed in on the reflection, my heart stopped briefly because within that reflection was a completely different background to the room that I was in. It was a bed, and there was an old lady sitting on the bed. 
And I almost died. And I said, D, <laughs> can you look at this picture? What do you see? And I had just gotten my phone maybe a week earlier. It was this. a brand new phone. D took the phone and she's like, what? She looked at it and she threw my phone across the room. I sure did. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. And now I'm screaming for completely different reasons because now I'm terrified my phone is broken. <laughs> sure enough, there was an old lady sitting on a bed in the reflection of that picture, which had nothing to do with the room that I was standing in. So what do we determine that that picture? We think it was the reflection of her taking the picture of the picture. And she we're was, trying to justify. Yeah, we, we certainly okay. were. And it really did look like a reflection of her taking like off the glass or off a mirror of some sort. And that's how we ended up seeing her face. I mean, it was clear as day if you, you know, zoomed in. But yeah, there was... You know, I'll I'll have to find that picture and post it on Instagram <laughs> because that picture was horrifying. And at first glance, my first thought was, that's not the room that I was standing in. I was in the dining room. There was a table behind me when I took that picture. There was no bed behind me. And it must have been somebody, yes, taking a picture of a picture with their reflection in the background. And then I took a picture of that picture. But that's not what it seemed like at first no, glance. Not, not at, at all. all. It was maybe a good 24 hours because we were trying to just, we didn't even want to look at the picture anymore. <laughs> well, you didn't want me to touch your phone anymore after that? No, no. She couldn't touch my phone at all after that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, that was the only creepy stuff that. And the chair is in the attic. Oh, that was, that was weird. It was. They what was that folded. story? So they weren't folding chairs or were they like just wooden chairs? So in my attic, third floor, there's, it's not a finished attic. It's not heated. But when I bought my house, it was, I think I had closing in July. And so it was warm up there. So when we went to view it, it was a decent weather, not hot, not cold. So we went up to view the third floor and there were either folding chairs or wooden chairs and they were there were six of them and they were in a row three but and then three in the front three in the back and it looked like what did i describe it as like a scene if you were having some sort of church service mm -hmm. and you could see like a the equivalent of pews but only single seats and it just creeped us both out like why is this in the attic like are they having some sort of worship ceremony. <laughs> and, and her attic also has this creepy little door. I forgot about that too. And she forgets about these things. She's been living in this house for how many years? I blocked that door, so we're good. So there's this creepy tiny door in her attic that leads to, I don't know, insulation or beams or, you know, a little doorway to hell. I don't know. <laughs> I will never open that door. But these chairs were not set up like that when we went up there the first time. Then we went and we saw those chairs lined up that way as if somebody was sitting in each one of those chairs, just, I don't know, listening to somebody or 
or waiting for somebody to come instruct them on how to haunt her when she moved in. I don't know. But then, what happened after that? Because they moved. Yes, they were, they were moving. I just assumed it was the owner of the house that came in and moved it before I put my offer in. But nobody else went to the house. The chairs had been moved. They had been rearranged in, in just a different setting. Yeah, I have no idea. I never, I never asked the gentleman that I bought the house from. I just left it go. So whoever came crawling out of that little trap door must have rearranged the chairs because they didn't like the setup and then crept back in through that door. That's lovely. <laughs> like the grudge chick. That's all I can I can imagine. And don't forget my basement crawl space. Her basement crawl space for sure has the chick from the ring <laughs> ready to come out. Yeah. So Dee asks me, you know, when she goes on vacations, I go take care of her house. And she's got a coal furnace. Coal needs to be shoveled into the hopper. Make sure the fire stays lit. I hate going into her basement. There is this hole in her basement wall that looks like a tunnel. And Lord knows I avoid looking at that wall at all costs because I know I'm going to see some glowing eyes or something is going to be making a sound or I'm going to hear you want a balloon or something. Everything floats down here. We all float down here. Um, yeah, I, I refuse to do any more than run down the stairs, throw some coal into the hopper empty out the ash bucket, slide it back in as quickly as I can, and race back up the stairs. I get it. That thing is creepy. I'll completely agree. But I, knock on wood, have never experienced anything on my own. Oh, wait a minute. There was that other time when you were on vacation. Oh, yep. No. It never happens when I'm It never here. happens when Dee is around. So I went to go take care of her cats. Mika? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And her one cat, Mika, she ha she was the bedroom cat because she didn't get along with the other cats. This cat was like um, church, church from Pet Cemetery. She hated everyone. Of course, you know, stupid me, I always tried to be, come here, baby, I'll give you some love. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so I had to make sure that she stayed in the bedroom so that there wouldn't be any cat fights and whatnot. So... I went to feed her, came back downstairs, tended to everybody else. And the bath, the kitchen cabinet under the sink was open. And it wasn't open when I went upstairs. So I was like, okay. So I shut it. <clears throat> went back, started scooping litter boxes, came back into the kitchen. The damn door's open again. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I look in there, making sure that no cats were trapped in there. I didn't see any cats. So I shut the door again. And now I'm getting creeped out. Okay. Doesn't take much. <laughs> Go back upstairs. All doors are secure. The bedroom door is shut. You know, um, nothing was out of place. I go back downstairs and the Freaking cabinet doors open again. And I'm like, what the hell? So a friend of mine was with me as well. And 
I look in there again, and there's Mika, hissing at me with glowing eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, how the hell? How, how did you get out of the bedroom? The door shut. To this day, I have no idea how this cat got out of the bedroom. But the worst part is that I had to coax her back up to said bedroom. And there was another cat in that bedroom, locked up in that bedroom. I don't remember which, which cat it was. But it's like it was like the great cat swap which I have, I still don't know how it happened. See, I, I can't give you any explanations because I wasn't there. It's like no she was teleported into the kitchen cabinet. <laughs> and the spots. other cat was, yes, because that bedroom door was not open mm -hmm. for any other cats to go. I checked the bedroom, made sure. And your other cats liked me. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they were hiding from me. So I will never be able to understand what happened that day. I don't know. Never happened after that. It said nothing has ever happened to me in, in my own house. You have experienced more things than I have. What's your favorite memory of the creep factor? <laughs> all right. So, again, all of my creep experiences have been with Evie. And years and years and years and years ago, when ghost hunters and came out ghost adventures, adventures everything yeah. <laughs> used to it it was intriguing you know we were intrigued and so we wanted to be the next paranormal investigators and so we were doing our research and getting online and we were buying all the equipment we got the evp and we got this digital camera and you know a voice recorder and all kinds of things. And we decided one night, it was myself and Evie and a friend, decided to try and have a night with a seance on the Ouija board. <laughs> the Ouija board experience. Oh, man. Okay. Yes. So I can remember it like it was yesterday. So we've tapped into the Ouija board um, game. Many times. Have we had any luck? Meh. A little bit. Hit or miss, yeah. right? But ultimately, that night we were we had spent so much money and we were just so excited to be able to, you know, use this. We were going to catch ghosts on camera and on video and everything and go to work and tell everybody, oh, we're ghost hunters now. So we got prepared. We had the table set up, the board set up, planchette ready. And did we light candles? Yeah, we sure we did. did. And we cir circled with salt around the entire table. And it was just you and I actually at the board because our friend did not want to touch any of that. And so completely got it. And so she was snapping pictures, though, right? I think occasionally she was mostly at the desk over there um, hanging out. But yeah, she was just kind of like giving us the stuff that we needed if we needed anything. So I remember I was in my lime green Columbia sweatshirt. <laughs> I don't remember what you were wearing, but I remember that clear as day for a reason, um, which I'll explain. But we were sitting there and we were using the Ouija board. You were actually talking and asking the questions. And I remember it was 
quiet, still, like no animals, nothing. No dogs were barking. No cats were no. purring or licking themselves no. or nothing. All we could hear was your voice. And you asked the question, is anybody here with us? And I was really creeped out because we had the voice recorder on at that point. And I was, I mumbled something under my breath and real quiet to myself. And I think it moved a little bit. And I think our friend started snapping pictures and <laughs> kept talking, you know, had a little bit of activity. But and that's when the camera broke. Yes. After like the second or third picture, the camera broke because so she... So brand new digital camera, two or three pictures, Correct. and the zoom in, zoom out feature Stopped. jammed. Yep. So the camera completely broke. So then I whipped out my cell phone, right? Yes. To start snapping pictures. Okay. okay. So you and I were still working our magic so to speak and i think we were doing it for like maybe 15 minutes max and we were just like oh we need a break you know let's let's say goodbye um leave the board and go on with our day so we went ahead and said goodbye and we were just started breathing again because it felt like we just hadn't breathed for like that 15 minutes because we were just waiting we didn't want to have any kind of odd sounds you know just messing up the entire situation. So we're like, oh my gosh, we have to listen to the, the voice recorder. And while we're listening to the voice recorder. <laughs> the playback. Yes. Um, all you, you heard like little things and you could hear Evie, you know, asking the questions. And then when she had asked, is anybody here with us? So I said... Is anybody here with us? And all you heard was, please don't touch me. Y'all, we heard that playback on that recorder. Just please don't touch me. <laughs> and we about had heart attacks. Yeah. So we're pretty much freaking the heck out. Um, we're screaming at that point. We're all just like, we need some liquor and some cigarettes. <laughs> I don't and... think D threw the recorder across the room. <laughs> no, no, that was just <laughs> the phone. Um, so yeah, no, I was, yeah, that was previous to my house purchasing thing. So, but yeah, it was. And then the picture on my cell phone. Correct. Right. And we reviewed after we were done panicking about the, please don't touch me. Um, <laughs> you decided to look through your camera because of course we couldn't see the pictures from the actual digital camera because it had broken so we never i don't think we ever actually got to see those no we didn't so and i don't think we even had like an sd card we were just going off of the actual memory that was on that phone right they didn't have anything like that back then but we went through your your phone <laughs> and i i'm 110 percent will not lie about this but there was a picture on there and it was a picture superimposed with another picture. And we looked at the picture before and the picture, the next picture, thinking somehow it got superimposed. I don't know how that would even happen digitally. I'm not. So it was like a split picture. 
right? And it was me. With her lime green sweater. And a picture of the ceiling in the room above where we were. So it was a picture of me me Mm -hmm. on the bed in my bedroom on the second floor. And I knew it was the bedroom because of the light fixture Mm -hmm. and the drop ceilings. And the split picture was that and then D at the table at the table downstairs with her lime green sweatshirt. At the Ouija board. At the Ouija board. So the worst part about that picture is as I looked at that picture of me in the bedroom, because we knew Deanna existed in that picture in that room at that moment with her lime green sweater. But I looked at that picture of me and I was like, I have, what is that picture? Because it almost looked like I had taken a selfie in my bedroom, but I was wearing something completely different. And that picture existed nowhere. Nowhere in any of my picture files. That picture simply did not exist of me. So naturally, I thought, that's how I'm going to (laughs) die. That's my death picture. Lovely. Well, we're in that room right now, so that's creeping me out. (laughs) We are. Do you remember what I was wearing in that picture? I do not I don't think I was wearing these clothes. I think we're good. (laughs) I burned the lime green sweatshirts, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think we continued anything after that, right? No, I think we were too scared to be able to talk to each other, let alone continue (laughs) with that asinine seance slash Ouija board experience. You know, I never did get that digital camera to start working again. No, I think we just ended up chucking it. Yeah. I mean, unless I have it stored somewhere in a drawer, buried pretty much in a container of salt somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That was that really was a terrifying night. That was the most extreme. But you know what's funny, too, because I actually sent that picture through Facebook Messenger to about three people. And I said, look at this picture. And I explained how the picture came to be. And, you know, when I go back to look for that picture, it's not there. In any of the history of my Facebook Messenger messages with any of the people that I shared it with. So that picture has completely disappeared. I remember that. From any of my files. Yep, I remember because you tried to go back and show people at work, and it was just gone. Gone completely. And naturally, of course, people think that I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not helping here, so don't, <laughs> don't even get me on your side because everybody thinks that we're just a duo of craziness. So Yeah, so I would love to go back and try really try to find that picture, but I think I tried, and it no longer exists. Yeah, no, that's not surprising. But I will tell our listeners that the voice (laughs) that said, please don't touch me, was me. (laughs) Because when I mumbled under my breath, I said, please don't touch me. 
to any of the ghosts that were around me. So when I asked the question, is anybody here? Dee mumbled under her breath, please don't touch me. And that recorder caught it. Like it was clear as day. And it, I literally, nobody else heard me. So, and I actually forgot that I said it because I was so scared at, in the moment of reliving and, re, you know, listening to it. Jerk. I was she, like, what the? We were, and we were just freaking out. And then I realized it, what, like hours later? I'm yeah. Like, yeah, that was me, wasn't it? It didn't even sound like you, though. It didn't. That's why I didn't recognize it. It was just that mumble that, you know, when you mumble under your breath and you're just like, you know, so quiet. But yeah. That I have to actually admit, that was totally me. But the picture thing, that didn't, that was not a fake. Yeah, the picture from my cell phone and the digital camera just randomly not working. Sure, we could say, like, we justified things. Well, maybe it was a manufacturer defect or, you know, maybe my cell phone froze or something. Where the heck did that picture of me in my bedroom come from, though? Like, that, I could, we could explain technology faulting. Until we turn blue in the face. But that picture of me simply did not exist. Yeah. I mean, it stumped. Oh, we we looked. We looked through your phone. Years and years of my gallery and my saved photos. That picture did not exist. Every flash drive you (laughs) could find. That's how old it was. And I think that I looked as far back, and it sounds funny, but I was looking at my glasses so if I went too far back, I had different glasses at the time. So I didn't need to look farther back pre those glasses, mm-hmm. right? That picture just didn't exist. And I will never be able to explain where that came from, except that's, you know, I've since gotten new glasses. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm on my eighth pair of new glasses after those. And I don't know what I did with those glasses, but I should really look for them and burn them. Because if that was my death picture, I don't even want to say, hey, let me put new lenses in these frames. They're still good. It's just weird because, okay, so you're saying the picture was of you taking a picture of yourself? Yes. How did you get the scene? It was me looking down at the camera, which, Uh, number one, I never would take a selfie looking down at the camera with my quadruple chins there's no way taking pictures of your nostrils right right so that was that was again that was another weird facet of the picture that i would never look down to take a selfie where you could see the light fixture up in the ceiling yeah that's that's so weird yeah and it almost looked like it was too far away for me to take a selfie to begin with right i remember that yeah it seemed like Somebody's underneath you taking. Oh my god! Whatever it was that was under the bed the other week. Oh, yep, it's just coming back. You're spending the night here tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I know where I'm going. (laughs) Oh my goodness! And there was that other time. So our listeners have to understand: Deanna's house is older than my house by a good thirty years. I think. My house was built in 1920. And it's an old brick home, no insulation, coal furnace as well. I've since switched it to gas because I just can't be about that coal shoveling life anymore. I did it for two and a half, three years, and I was done with that. But um, when when I bought the house, you know, painting and, and, you know, what you do with new homes, right? And the outlets in this home are all two-pronged. I do not have updated wiring 
And so any three-pronged outlets are either for the stove, the refrigerator, the washer, dryer, or a few three-pronged outlets that were newer in the basement. So at an extension cord running through a hole in the floor to the family room because I needed to use a drill. And it was a heavy-duty orange extension cord, and I had it pinned by a paint can so that the cord wouldn't fall through back down to the basement. And standing on a ladder painting, and hear a scraping sound. Like, where the hell is that scraping sound coming from? And this is being in the, ho- in the home for the first week. Don't see anything out of place. Can continue painting. Scraping again. But this time, the paint can is moving. The full paint can is moving. As something is pulling said heavy-duty extension cord from the basement. No, thank you. No. Pulling it through from the basement. That extension cord was not falling. It was being pulled. Yeah, no. I would definitely have jumped off my ladder, probably <laughs> broken my neck, and ran out of the house like the little bitch that I probably am. <laughs> well, the first night that we moved into this house, remember, there was a massive flood oh, because right. I went to use the bathroom and all of the sewage came pouring into the basement. <laughs> it's like the it was a fr- right, yeah, like the shining elevators. <laughs> Just opened up into the basement and I had to call an emergency plumber and my fir- and had to go to the grocery store to go use the bathroom for the weekend because I had to call the emergency plumber. They couldn't make it out until the next day. And of course, charged me an arm and a leg because it was the weekend. That was day one. It was like the Amityville. <laughs> oh, my Because should have known. Wow. Yeah, red flag. <laughs> red flag number one. I just thought it was plumbing. And then... What was another good one? Oh, when I was shoveling coal. Oh, shoveling coal, listeners. If you've never shoveled shoveled coal, don't don't do it. But I mean, it it really is. It, it is great, amazing heat and very financially economical. Okay, it's not great for you, but not great for you, right? And so so messy, so messy. So I'm in the basement, miserable, shoveling coal because I had to shovel twice a day, and it was a lot of work. And, of course, I waited until the last possible second at night to go shovel. I couldn't just do it when I came home from work. No. It had to be, oh, man, I have to go shovel coal. It's, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning, and now I'm tired. So I'm down there miserable shoveling coal, heavy freaking, you know, shovel. And the hopper is kind of tall, so I had to hoist the coal over into the hopper. It was miserable. So as I was sweating to death with sweat dripping into my eyeballs, I took a second to take a break and everything was really quiet down there until I heard a voice right in my ear that said, move. Well, I never dropped that shovel so fast in my life. (laughs) And you moved. And I moved and I don't run, but I ran up those basement steps and... (laughs) It took me maybe two weeks to get the courage to go back down to that basement. No. And I'd get somebody to hold my hand and walk me to escort me to the basement. (laughs) Sing a song while I shovel coal. Just 
be there. What's worse is that my poor mother-in-law, who was in her late 50s, was the one that went down there to shovel because my mother-in-law at the time, because we were both too afraid to go down there. So she was like, you know what, guys, I'll go shovel. It's fine. And I felt so bad for having this old lady (laughs) go down there with near fatal asthma. Shoveling coal, that was terrifying, but these things never happened to her. No. She thought I was full of crap. Except she at least had to admit about the rocking chair in her room. Yes. So my mother-in-law had the middle bedroom on the second floor, and she had a rocking chair that belonged to her grandmother. And they were sitting in front of the bay windows, nothing on it, just the throw pillow. And that damn rocking chair would rock on its own. Every time I walk past that damn door, there's that rocking chair. But wait. Creak, creak, creak. And I would skitter across the hallway trying to avoid eye contact with that rocking chair until one day I walked up the steps and I just kind of glanced into her room and I saw a little old skinny little old lady sitting in that rocking chair. So then I knew who was rocking that chair. It could have been her grandmother. It could have been whoever died in this house. I don't know. Because I also can't find any history on the people who lived in this home. It's a mystery. So Deanna can can tell our viewers of oh my. Our probably our last creepy story here. So we're talking about the same room. Now first, when Evie bought this house. Above that particular room was a cross. And moving in, like me, I had a lot of religious things that were left in my home when I purchased it. Did I remove it? Heck no, I didn't. Um, No, there is a crucifix right above the doorway to my mother-in-law's old bedroom. And there was no way in hell that we were ever going to move it. I said, We are painting around it Mm -hmm. because that thing is not moving. It is going to keep whatever is in that room in there. (laughs) Very true. But I remember the one day I was, I think, downstairs and you were up here um, doing something. And all of a sudden I heard footsteps in the hallway upstairs. And I hear a door slam. I mean, when I say slam, that wooden door that's probably about 25 to 30 pounds of solid wood slammed shut. And I hear you scream like a little bitch. I'm sorry, guys. I screamed like a little bitch. And I did ran down the hallway, down the steps. And we're like, did you hear that? That Slammed the fucking door on me. (laughs) Sure did. And yeah, I literally heard nobody in that room slam the door as soon as Evie walked past. So our listeners have to understand, too, that that had happened to me routinely for years. And nobody ever witnessed or heard it except for me. So, of course, Evie's crazy. You know, every time I walked by, not every time, it didn't happen every single time I walked past her bedroom door. But at least once a week. I would walk, you know, it would just give me enough time to feel at ease before it happened again. I guess that 
that's more like it. I would forget that it happened and then bam, that door would slam with such force. And it was wide open. Wide open, up against the wall, from the wall, slammed shut. There was no gust of wind because it would have had to have been hurricane force winds. Seriously. To slam that door shut. So there I was, nonchalantly walking back from the bathroom, and that door slammed so hard. And you heard Dee downstairs, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't want to walk back across the door. Yeah, you, you were not a happy camper. And then, of course, I freaked out, kind of. Yeah, no, that's that freaked me out. And then I had an experience in your, your ba- uh, basement. So that was so so that door experience happened and then D was kind of a little unnerved walking past that door because you have to go past that door if you want to get to two of the other bedrooms. So depending on where you are in the house, you have to pass that door. But it never did that to anyone else but me. Nope. And then D had another experience. We have about 10 minutes left. So go ahead. My experience was. Another one. Obviously, I went to your basement to do, I think I was trying to do a load of laundry because I'm sure I was having issues with my washing machine at the time. And I'm there and I remember lifting the lid. I'm sorting my laundry and I'm putting in into the, the washing machine. And all of a sudden I hear in my ear, hey. And I was like, what in the... And I just stood there and I could feel like, you know, you get that cold sense. That was enough. I ran my ass right up the steps and I was like, somebody else is doing my laundry. I'm not doing it. Well, you know, I wasn't doing it. It's going to stay there. I'll just wait for the mother-in-law to. Yeah. Make the mother-in-law do it. Like, help. She was so cool. We've definitely had a lot of experiences in this house and. We haven't for a very long time. We haven't for since. since well, except last week where was, there was something under my bed. There was something under my bed. It started at the boyfriend's house and it just seeped through your phone. It sure did. It traveled through the phone or something because I did not make that up. Now, it was windy outside. So there was a lot of commotion going on outside. I don't know if you remember that night, but it was really windy. I do. And that wind wasn't knocking under my bed no there was no animal under my bed my cat was sound asleep at my feet my dogs were sound asleep downstairs there was nothing that would have made my entire bed shake and i wasn't about to go look under my bed with a flashlight i wouldn't have either now i don't even want to go into my bedroom again (laughs) now that i'm talking about it i don't want to go in there (laughs) sleeping in the living room i guess i can tell the listeners one final story of what happened to me in in my home i we had um a family friend move in with us for a little while and she brought some really bad karma into this home she lived here maybe for two months i think two months too long And so when she moved in, I noticed a lot more activity happening in the home. And I know that whatever was happening, she brought it with her. Just really nasty, negative stuff. You know, yeah, sure, we had things happening in the house. But she brought things that took it to a whole different level, to a whole different 
feel of anger and evil and just just overall a gross feeling. So one night, I, of course, had to go use the bathroom in the middle of the night because, you know, we're getting older and that's what happens. And everybody in the house sound asleep. And there I am. All my floorboards creak too. So it's not like you can sneak around the house and be sneaky. So I'm creaking my way to the bathroom, cautious of my mother-in-law's damn door that I know is probably going to slam. But she was sleeping in there and the door was shut already. So I was safe. Made it to the bathroom. While I'm in the bathroom, I hear somebody coming up the steps. And so I'm like, oh, I wonder, you know, who's awake? So I come out of the bathroom, look, peek down the stairs, because the stairs are right in front of the bathroom. And I don't see anybody at the stairs. I don't see any cats on the stairs. The cats don't usually make the floors creak anyway. Right, Dee? Like, they're, no. I mean, I have some chunky cats, but they don't make the floors creak. Again, the dogs are sleeping, and I don't see anybody at the stairs. And I was like, huh, okay. Well, maybe I just thought I heard the floors creaking. And so I'm slowly making my way back to my bedroom and I hear footsteps coming up the stairs now faster so I peek over the railing and I see no one on the stairs now the hairs in the back of my neck are standing up I think my leg hairs grew about two inches um I don't know my split ends grew more too (laughs) and so As I start walking faster towards my freaking hallway that felt like the longest hallway in the world at that moment, whatever it was started running up my stairs. Oh, hell no. So I ran in through the first door that went into one room, which happened to be the cat room. And then you had to go into that room to get into my bedroom. So I went in through the second door, jumped into my bed. And pulled the covers up to my chin and just stared at my door. Because, of course, I didn't shut the damn door. Now, I had a Siamese cat at the time, Daphne. Daphne came barreling in behind me. But she turned back around and she stood in the doorway of my bedroom. And this cat started growling. And she growled for about 15 minutes. As I was petrified. I'm glad I had used the bathroom already (laughs) because I would have gone on myself in bed. This cat growled for about 15 minutes and then she came, jumped on the bed, circled and laid down at my feet staring at the door and then she continued to growl for a few more minutes until she put her head down and went to sleep. Now, I don't remember how I fell asleep but um, I woke up with sitting upright, of course, with the blanket still up to my chin. And my neck was killing me because I had my neck was just dangling in front of me. And Daphne was still at the foot of the bed sound asleep. I don't know what that thing was that chased me down the hallway, but when she moved out, it went with her. And I was so thankful that she took it with her because it was such negative, horrendous energy. 
I don't know. I, I thank every day that I had Daphne with me. Your little savior. My little savior. So here's a plug for Siamese cats or cats in general. Cats will save you from the evil things, <laughs> listeners. And, um, you know, we could go on and on. We have about three minutes remaining, but we can save some more of these, you know, based on true event stories for another segment. I want to hear everybody else's. So. Yeah. So we'll we'll get this out there. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope we've enjoyed our, you know, creepy stories. And, you know, um, I know this is going to be playing on the East Coast a little late, but, you know, hopefully you've enjoyed it. And we look forward to telling you some more stories as we walk through the woods on our creepy little paths and we'll get some uh we'll get our Facebook and Instagram pages up so that we can hopefully hear your feedback and and give us some suggestions on what you'd like us to chat about. So until next time, thank you again for taking a walk in the woods with us and we will talk to you all next time. Have a good night and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.